0: the Chixalob asteroid as a linebacker charging towards a unsuspecting running back. The collision, a game-changing tackle, wiping out the dinosaurs. Just as the Chixalob hit, reshaped history. A memorable tackle reshaped the path of this week's guest, leading him into the thrilling realm of fantasy football. For that tackle, that moment, was a reminder that every decision can be a game changer. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the Armchair Gridiron. So, hop on board my DeLorean and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. Scott. This time to step off the DeLorean. It is the summer of 2008, and we're somewhere in the sweltering heat of Mobile, Alabama. We're at the training camp of the South Alabama Jaguars to watch this week's guest, a redshirt freshman, Craig Schmucker, fullback number 42, and listed on the school's website at 5'10, 220 pounds. A force to be reckoned with. Just like the intro, though, the Chicxulub asteroid was no joke. Allegedly wiping out the dinosaurs. Now, we alluded to that collision in the intro, and we'll get into this week's interview, where Craig's going to share with us a bone-shattering collision of his own. Perhaps wiping out his career and leading him out of fantasy football. We'll we'll talk about that later. Again, this week's guest is Craig Schmucker, co-host of TBQ Sports, which is branded as just a group of dudes who love talking and joking weekly about all things NFL. Hey, I can dig that, man. And that's why we have Craig on this week's episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. And we'll get into that in a quick minute, but first, if you have not already, you gotta mash that little subscriber follow button in your podcast player choice. That way you get the hottest, freshest off the press episodes, well each and every week. But without further ado, let's strap in, make sure Einstein has his doggy treat, Go down to the local 7-Eleven for some Plutonium to get our 1.21 gigawatts and hop into the interview with Craig Schmucker. But um, That was a purpose. I mean, I wanted to do fantasy football from the jump. I don't know if I've said it in one of the shows you listen to, but I was going to be the fantasy football dude. But then I was like, hey, there's a million of them. So I started the football history dude back in 2018. And I've always had that itch to say, let's do something fantasy football related. And I just kind of came on me because this is... This thing is like, this is called the Sports History Network that, uh, that I'm part of. So it's all sports history related. I was like, you know, fantasy football, how can you really tie that in? Fantasy football origin stories. So there you go. But um, hey, I got to ask you this too. Maybe it's not officially that we started, even though we're recording and such, because we're not live. But where are you, where are you from originally? Uh, Mississippi. So were you a fullback for South Alabama Dragwars for a little bit?
1: I was, yeah, yeah, I was. Okay,
0: because I saw that, I'm like, okay, I don't know if yeah. it's the same kind of crash. There's not a lot of. Uh, <coughs> no, that's me. Man. Awesome. So
1: I did that, and then I uh, I also played semi pro football for a little while after that, and then I played arena football for oh a, really for a team called the Mobile Bay Tarpons. Yeah.
0: Well, that is awesome. I mean, well, I mean, I'm, this is already recorded, so I'm glad. So we got that on. I mean, what was that experience like? Like going from even college into the uh, semi pro in the arena. I mean, how did you even go about that?
1: Well, semi-pro, like you'd think you're like, Oh yeah, these guys, they didn't pan out. They're probably not that great. There's some really good players in semi-pro football. I've actually played against a few guys that were in the NFL. I still remember whenever I got, when I wasn't playing college football anymore, I did my first year of semi-pro and I played running back, which was different for me, but I was, uh, I was doing MMA training at the time. So I went from being a 230 pound fullback to being like 180 pounds, and they're like, oh, we're going to have you play running back. And they had a defensive end slash uh, interior D lineman that played DN for the Broncos and a few other teams in the NFL. And I still remember on the first play, he lined up in, like, shading the guard. And my guard went this way. The center went that way. They handed a dive to me, and he – just ate my lunch. I, I was laid out on the ground like this and I just couldn't do anything for a second. My center's like, you all right? And I'm like, I, I guess. <laughs> and then after that, we didn't run, we didn't run the ball a whole lot anymore. <laughs> you would notice also in semi pro football that not everybody showed up to practice. So there's a lot of miscommunications. And I think that's what happened there is it was just a miscommunication. And I was, I got demolished in the backfield. It was terrible. <laughs> But we went away from the run, and I was blocking them all game after that. So that was interesting. He he told my buddy I was a he he equated me to a mosquito because <laughs> I, I wouldn't go away. I just kept staying in the side, and I would just get keep him off my quarterback long enough for him to not get hit.
0: Nice and well. So I mean, when you went into like arena, what? Because that's a was that the same arena rules that I'm thinking of? Like basically the run and gun, the yeah, fifty yard. 50. Okay.
1: Yeah, 50-yard field and 25 yards wide. But we played in the Mitchell Center at South Alabama, so it's not quite big enough for that. So I think our field was only like 40 or 45 yards. And it was the same width. But we we uh, it's actually pretty interesting because it was this guy from New York that came down and funded the team, but he didn't have the money to have a team. Hmm. So he paid us one time. We we're supposed to get paid 250 every game. And I was still in college at the time, and I was like, I use 250 bucks, and I love playing football, so why not get this experience? Arena football always looked fun to me. And uh, I was playing Jack Linebacker in arena football, but uh, he paid us after the first game, and then after the first game, we didn't see another cent. We played two home games, won those two games, three away games, then he disappeared and we folded.
0: Oh, man, that's a bummer. It reminds me, actually, not even to tie it into fantasy football, but uh, my first show, Football history, dude. The first ever guest I had. Well, technically, he wasn't the su- the first guest I released, but Upton Bell. He was part of the NFL for a lot of other things, but he partially owned a team out of Charlotte in the World Football League. And he told the story about they would go, and he was even Mobile. I think was one of them because it seems like Mobile always has yeah. different kind of you know always had semi pro teams they never bit made the nfl but every league that starts up they have them but they were on the plane over there and like they had to find a way to borrow uniforms from the local like team or something like that and then oh, no. the cops came in and stole their uniform or took the uniforms because they were defaulting on their loan like a bunch of like crazy similar to like what you're saying like just couldn't That's financially wild.
1: handle it and everything <laughs> Yeah, you, you notice there's well, in like lower level football, there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on. Not as, as much in semi pro because it's more geared towards like player development and stuff, and a lot of that's just like coaches that still want to coach players that still want to play, but you can't get in the NFL, and you're not quite in the like able to get in Canadian league or anything yet, so stuff like that. But semi pro was a lot of fun. We went to actually I went to two championships with the Gulf Coast Pirates and the Pritchard Falcons. Pritchard is a, it's a city in like the Mobile area, and they go to championships all the time. I don't know if they're still around because I stopped playing when I was like twenty six, but I'm old man now, <laughs> thirty two. <laughs> oh, I'm with 32, you. Thirty two, so you're, I'm you're, beat you're young,
0: a young buck compared to me, man. That's okay. I'm creeping up close to forty and everything, so. We'll just uh, – we'll leave the old stuff behind us. Um, Being that you're down there, so Mississippi – are you a Saints fan by nature or not really? Oh, yeah.
1: I was actually born in Marrero, Louisiana. So I'm a Saints fan, a huge LSU fan. I'd say since I got into fantasy football, my, like, fandom towards the Saints is, like, it's more loosely a Saints fan. Because if my if my player needs to score for me to win in fantasy – it's probably okay if the Saints lose.
0: Yeah, it's But they also
1: haven't been that great lately either, so can't really get mad when they lose.
0: <laughs> I'm as a Lions fan, so I don't I mean, we probably heard that before somewhere, but yeah, as a Lions fan too, <laughs> it's the same thing. Um like Lions are first, like who I'm rooting for, but obviously you're always in fantasy football having a team against or a player against your team, yeah. and naturally they're always a bad defense, so <laughs> they're always scoring against me. I mean, being okay, so you were there. When did the Saints win the Super Bowl? Was it the 2011 season or somewhere around that time, wasn't it?
1: Man, somewhere, somewhere around there. I can't. Or maybe even the Actually, 2009 know, season. Oh, no, no, no. The 2000, let me see. Because I remember it was, was it around Katrina hit?
0: It was right after. Well, right after then is when Drew Brees came on. And I remember, like, basically helped the city that one game. 2010. Get, okay, so the 2010 season. 2010. 2011. Okay. Yeah, cuz I just re- I just remember playing watching them. the I was a Colts fan cuz I was more of a Peyton Manning fan than a Colts fan. Again, going back yeah. to fantasy football, rooting for him and watching, and, but you got to give it it's hard not to root for the Saints that year, you know, especially after Katrina and everything. And now I just actually you know, the Saints are going to be an easy one to root for this year too cuz like no one expects anything, but they're probably, you know, I don't know best team in their division. Yeah, I was gonna say, like they, top, top. it's like the Lions that they very well could play each other in a playoff game, you know, down the road. Yeah. So we shall see what happens there. And I mean, speaking of that, let's just let's dive into fantasy football then, I guess, because it's a fantasy football origin story right. show. But,
1: <laughs> so what is, I mean, what is We're getting you, into football too much? I guess. No,
0: we we can we can dive into any football conversations you want. I mean, just go after it. And the fantasy football, like, when did you get into it? What's your first remember? You like your memory? How, take me back there.
1: Well, I was, uh, it was actually right after college and I was at church one day and a guy came up to me. He's like, Hey, do you play fantasy football? And I was like, I've never tried it before. And so I got in a league with a bunch of the guys at the church and it was like a 12 man PPR league. So it was pretty cool for back in 2012. And, uh, I loved it. I think I, I think I drafted like Steven Jackson or something that year and he was, he was pretty decent. And then, uh, one year, I remember I was, I got just completely annihilated by my first like few round of picks. And it was like DeMarco Murray, Jay Ajayi, and somebody else, and everybody was just terrible. I think it was the year Mar- Murray went to the, uh, the Eagles. Okay. And he had just had that big season with the Cowboys, and I was like, oh, he's gonna be good on the Eagles. I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, but obviously I didn't know he was gonna fall off like he did either, cause he did nothing on the Eagles. But, now we, I just play in uh, – I play – man, I think I'm in a lot of leagues now. I'm in my home league with my buddy and his family and my wife. My wife actually won it a couple of years ago. Ah, cool. And then my buddy's wife won it last year. And my buddy, he came in last the year before last and almost came in last again this year. And then he came in last two years ago too. I told him if he lost, if he lost again, we're going to name the trophy after him because we got a uh, last place trophy. It's just a toilet bowl. And then uh I play – Few dynasty leagues. I started that like four years ago. We started a home dynasty league with me and some of my friends. I've actually won four out of three out of the four years in that. So that would, that's a lot of fun. And then I play in two leagues with like, no, actually one, two, three, four more dynasty leagues with a bunch of Twitter guys. Sam Wallace is one of them. He's really cool. Sam Wallace, Ben Eby, uh, Kyle, I can't, Kyle Vanderwalk. There's a lot of guys, a lot of cool guys. Chase Chase Gardner, There's, it's the Dynasty League of Twitter gentlemen. <laughs> so that one's a lot of fun for me. I've, I've been rebuilding for a couple of years, but now my quarterbacks are Kyler Murray, uh, Anthony Richardson, Justin Herbert, and Sam Howell. And it's a super flex. So oh, wow. I'm getting yeah. there for now.
0: Depending on how some of those the injury come back, and then if Richardson can do anything, you got some you got some points
1: coming your way, even by the legs. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, I'd say that my my wide receivers are pretty decent. I got Christian Watson, Drake London, George Pickens. Um running backs are not not it. My running backs, I got like Rashad White, Brian Robinson. Got Javante Williams on an injury discount, but Besides that, that, that running back room looks bad.
0: Yeah, overall, it sounds like a, yeah, a very young team, though. So as you can start bolstering yeah. and trading and stuff, I actually haven't played a true dynasty league in my life. I always thought it'd be cool. Really? Because, yeah, before I even knew what a dynasty league was, I kind of took my home league to a keeper league, but it was just a regular standard. You keep, maybe it was two players. I think it was when we, were, we would keep one offense and one defensive player. And then we would do the whole you lose the round that you draft him in, but then it was always like one round higher or something like that. Like a, we didn't want it to yeah, be just yeah. the round itself because in you know we had like thirty round drafts, sixteen team league IDP, so like it was it was kind of crazy. We didn't Pretty want intricate. Yeah, yeah, we didn't want it like some guy you, Arian Foster years where it's like okay, now you're not giving any draft pick at all for him. We wanted to at least at at worst you had to give. I think it was a twelve round pick. I, I don't remember the, the specifics of it um yeah someday i'd I'd like to do any of that um i just did you your home league are you drafting live in person or is it just online
1: uh we're actually going to draft live in person for the home league uh redraft league and for the home league dynasty so that's gonna be fun it's gonna be our first year drafting in person for dynasty because it just hasn't fallen where we could but i planned this one man a couple months ago for in july i'm like Y'all got to be able to get off work by July. There's no way that we cannot make this happen. So everybody's supposed to come over. My buddy pitched the idea that everybody should bring a case of beer and we should make a podium (laughs) out of the empty cardboard boxes. And I thought that was pretty cool. And we're going to put um, the draft board up on the screen because we use sleeper. So I'm just going to cast it to the screen and then be able to follow it along on there. And I'm going to have everybody like hand in their picks. I think it'd be fun like that.
0: No, that'll be Make it,
1: like, super legit.
0: Right. Will this be your first ever in-person draft, or have you done one before?
1: Uh, I've done in-person... Actually, my first draft I did, like, redraft the- that church league that I was telling you about. The guy was, like, super serious. We had the we had the board. You stuck the names to it and everything. So, it was my first experience with fantasy football was an in-person draft at-, at a guy's house that I just met. It was an old guy named Mickey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's something that we did for my league back when we first started and for anybody that hasn't you know listened to this show i recommend finding a way to be able to do it it's been a long time since i've actually attended a live draft or in person whatever you want to call it but yeah no it's it's just way fun because just the camaraderie alone it's not even the draft itself it's just like being able to get together and mess with each other and such and and that kind of thing yeah
1: jank uh, on each other's picks when somebody picks somebody terrible
0: <laughs> right uh, but then it, it like blows up in your face but because re- really that pick ends up being like a top five running back or something and oh yeah <laughs> one of those things also uh, speaking of like maybe top five running backs that got drafted later everyone else dogged you out on maybe give me your mount rushmore of whether it's player takes moments of fantasy football in your short career whatever it is like you know give me f- Amount Rushmore, of what you remember over the past however many years doing this?
1: Uh, I was a year early on Devontae Adams, drafting him. I think I got him in the fourth round of his breakout year. And that was like a huge moment for me. And ever since then, I've been a big Devontae Adams guy. I was, uh, I was in early on James Robinson, which it doesn't look good now, but it was good his rookie year. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys that that really popped for me. Josh Allen, I was actually in an industry league. I think it was, I can't remember who what it was, a couple years ago. And I got Josh Allen late in the draft because it was before he was good. He was, it was his breakout year. And when you get hit on somebody in their breakout year, it doesn't happen often. But it just is a game changer for your team. So that was huge for me. And, uh, man,
0: Who else? Maybe not even that. Maybe top moments. You said three out of four dynasty. I mean, that you that was a oh, cheater man. one. But what, okay. What about the uh, – I'm just trying to think of the best way to go about this question. Yeah, just – okay. I'm not going to lead a witness here. You tell me your, your, your last Mount Rushmore pick.
1: All right. Well, let's see. I wasn't even going to make the playoffs, actually, the first year in our dynasty league, I think. And then I won, like, multiple games in a row just went on a win streak all the way to the championship. That felt great. And uh also the, one of the worst moments for me was I know this is not part of that question, but in <laughs> the Dynasty League of Twitter gentlemen I was telling you about, we do we were doing um out of like the consolation bracket, whoever scored the most points would get the one thirteen. So that's a pretty significant pick. Now we do the 213 because we saw that it was like the pick was too significant. For, oh, okay. To just like give somebody that pick.
0: I I okay. I didn't pick up what you were throwing down there. And I see what you're saying. It's almost like a bonus pick at 113. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. So so whoever whoever scored the most points gets that extra pick. Now you get the two thirteen, which is still a decent pick. Oh yeah. Uh, not so great of a pick. And uh I lost it by like 0. 0.4 points because I left, I think it was Devontae Parker in, and he was a last minute. uh, They sat him last minute. And leading up to the game the whole time, though, and I had a guy I could have played on the next day. Leading up to the game, the whole time they said he was going to play, said he was going to play, said he was going to play. And so I went to put my daughter down to go to sleep. Game started, checked my phone, zero points, and I see he's out. And I was like, man, that is just terrible. And so, I had to feel dumb about that for the longest time.
0: Yeah, it's one of those rookie mistakes where you just remind everybody, hey, make sure you check the uh, injured – or not the injured reserve, the 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 inactives report an hour and a half or whatever yes. it is before the game. Make
1: sure you double-check yeah, that one. Yeah, man. It's, it's a tough – it's a tough – thing to learn when you learn it that way
0: <laughs> we've all made a bunch of those mistakes or the whole you don't remember to put your one o'clock guys or i mean i'm sorry you don't put your eight o'clock guys in the flex you put them like you put your one o'clock guy in the flex and then all of a sudden you're pigeonholed pigeonhole yeah. to not being able to play someone or you don't realize here's my mistake of back in is it's on rt sports they have it set up where the waivers don't start until after week one or something like that. And maybe it's, it's changed now, but my drafting strategy was always, okay, I'm not taking a kicker. I'm not even bothering. I'm just going to pick an extra receiver, running back, flyer, rookie, whatever it is. And then I'll pick up a kicker that Sunday morning from whatever it is and drop whoever got, you know, is my, my last receiver, not RT sports, man. Nope. I, <laughs> I ended up taking a zero for it and i up getting a loss on it. And I used to do that for defense too. So yeah, I, I've been hosed before, and you know that's uh, another words of rookie wisdom. Make sure you look at your rules and your scoring system and all that type of thing. Yeah, you
1: always have to you always have to look. I even recently made a mistake because I joined a startup and I thought it was just tight end premium. Found out like a few rounds into the draft that it was two tight end, Ugh. tight end premium, RB premium, wide receivers only got half a point per reception, running backs got one point per reception. So it was like it was way different, and then uh, the tight ends got like two points per reception.
0: Oh wow, that's yeah, that's so, way different compared to a standard yeah,
1: PPR. A, I'm in I'm in the league with a bunch of Australian guys, <laughs> so it's it's a lot of fun. I met one of the guys on Twitter, and he invited me into the league. He needed one more, and he's like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of my Australian buddies. You come over, it's a lot of fun. They're actually pretty funny guys. The way they talk is way different too. So you just lo- looking at the group chat you're like man what are they even saying sometimes
0: <laughs> yeah i get that when i on here when i talk to different people well actually not this show but the other show i talk to different people across yeah. the pond and such or even you know just funny because my day job i mean just doing this this podcast thing in general is pretty cool because i talk to people all the way across the country and in the world and get their different mannerisms and such i mean I mean, you have more of like that laid back, you know, personality. It seems like I'm on the field though. If you're a fullback, you couldn't have been laid back, except for the when the guy eats your lunch, huh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> man, that that one guy laid me out so hard. I, I'll never forget how hard he hit me. He just completely engulfed me as a giant man.
0: Yeah, it's my uh, local. I mean, I only played at the high school level, but I one of my buddies in school. He was. A great ahead of me. He's just a massive. He was like you know, like you, the two thirty fullback, like you know, the guy that's just going to lay out. And I was linebacker, and my going against him because he was a different school. It was my mission was to always try to blow him up, so then basically to to stop the play. It was probably yeah. nine out of ten times he blew me up and laid me out and everything. I did, and he'd always talks to you I, Got your wins, though. Yeah, I got the, I got, you got the few wins. wins and everything like that. But um, speaking of okay, now transitioning into the whole. Uh, style of the Australians, the funny guys. Like, you You kind of alluded to it alir- earlier where you... Uh, I, I was early on Devante Adams. I was early on this guy. Like, is, do you have a particular drafting style that you like to follow? Or, like, are you really... Like, what's your fantasy superpower, maybe? You know, kind of free flow that question there.
1: I, I like to trade a lot. I'm a big trader in Dynasty. So, just being able to scheme up trades to upgrade my team. Like, I, I want... A dynasty league last year, and my quarterbacks were Tua, Lamar, and Deshaun Watson. Hmm. And I wound up taking Deshaun Watson and packaging him with other things, and I did a four person trade, and I wound up getting Josh Allen.
0: So you had so Lamar, have to get... Tua, and Josh Allen on your team then?
1: Now I have Lamar, Tua, and Josh Allen on my team. Whoa. That team, I'll have to, I'll send you the link to it, but it is completely stacked. I could probably look up the actual trade that happened, but it was, it was very intricate. And uh, also, I forgot to say, I'm a Mount Rushmore. I got into Scott Fishbowl last year, so that was. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, that was one of the things. Is- and I was actually ranked first for like most of the season. And then my team crapped out in the semifinals.
0: What did that... So, I I wanted to ask you, F4, when it said next to... Does that mean, like, that's what you finished, was fourth place overall, or...? No, Uh, I
1: I finished... I I didn't even make it, because to get in the finals, it's the final 30. And um, I wound up getting... I don't know. It's probably, like... I was in the top 300, and then my team crapped the bed, so I probably was... Top 200 ish, but it was out of thousands of people. Right. So right. It was, it was absolutely a ton of fun. I'm hoping I get in again this year. I got into the Warrior Bowl, which is another uh, charity uh, tournament. And I just got to, I'm going to send in my donation. And then that way I can draft. I think the draft starts on July 17th for that league. But that's, a, that's another thing that's going to be a lot of fun. I never played in the Warrior Bowl, but it seems like it's it's gonna be for a great cause.
0: I was gonna say. I mean, am am I making an assumption? Is the Warrior Bowl like to support the troops, or is it some other thing?
1: I think it's some other thing. It said uh, the donation was to supported charities. Charities. It didn't say what charities. I, I gotta look into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it. I think it's uh, ran from overseas because it said to donate twenty pounds or twenty five dollars.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Then. And I was like,
1: I was like, yeah, that's. That must be an overseas tournament, but I saw people getting into it and I was like, Oh, it seems like it's good for a good cause. I'm gonna see if I get into that too. But yeah, apply and got in.
0: A good job. I mean, it's you're you're doing it for a good cause, plus it's something that you enjoy, you do for free. I mean, so it's it's a yeah, it's a win win for everybody all around. That's why it's cool what they do with the Scott Fishbowl. And I I had always oh, heard yeah. it listening to podcasts for many years. I just never realized what it was until maybe a couple years ago when I what what it was really about kind of thing.
1: Yeah, they don't, they have so many, like they do all the toys, uh, the toy drives and all that too. It's really cool. Actually found this, this trade. Let's hear it. You want me to write it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's hear this, uh, swindling in the night that you pulled.
1: Well, I I sent a lot of stuff, but it was, it was like sending a bunch of change for a dollar. If that makes sense. So I said, it was actually good pieces, but so my side, I received Josh Allen. I sent Mike Evans, Deshaun Watson, Wandale Robinson, a 24 first, 25 second, 26 second, 26 fourth, and a 24 second. So lots of things. Right. The seconds you you might hit on, you might not. So they don't make, I mean, I like seconds, but it's not going to kill a deal for me to get Josh Allen. And then the next guy sent Kenny Pickett. He got Mac Jones, a second and a fourth, a 26 second and a 26 fourth. The next guy, Got Deshaun Watson, got Kenny Pickett, got a first and a second, and a 24 first and a 25 second. He sent me Josh Allen. And then the last guy got Mike Evans, Wandale Robinson, and a 24 second. He sent Mac Jones. So he won big time because Mac Jones is just, he's, he's a starting quarterback, but to get Mike Evans, Wondell Robinson, and a 24 second, that's, that feels like good value. But it felt, it felt like all around everybody, Kind of got a good deal, but I just really wanted Josh Allen to push my team over the top. But right now, I'm trying to get Travis Kelsey on that team, too, because I have TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts, who are both good. But Kelsey, I think, would seal it for me to be able to probably repeat.
0: Oh, yeah. for You're talking win-now mode. Yeah, sure. Long-term, Pitts could turn into it. But uh, I guess... Okay, here's...
1: Well, I'm going to keep Pitts for sure. Okay. I'm trying to move Hawk plus um, Hawkinson. And uh, right now it's Hawkinson and ETN for Harris and Kelsey, Najee Harris and Travis Kelsey. So I might have to add a little bit more to my side. I was
0: going to say, I wouldn't I take that if I was the other guy. I mean, this sounds like highway rivalry possibly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I probably probably have to add a little bit, but I have I've built a lot of depth on that team. And that's why I was able to, give away so much to get Josh Allen so I could add more to my side and to be able to get Travis Kelsey.
0: And all it takes too is like the right, um, the right trade partner for the listener of the show. Like how do you even go about trying to secure a four-way trade or communicate to even make something like that happen?
1: So I knew that the guy that I was getting Josh Allen from only had one quarterback. So he wanted two quarterbacks. He wanted to get, um, Watson and Tua for me, and I told him I needed three quarterbacks because I had to have a backup, but I was going to look into getting another quarterback. I asked him who he would like, and he said a younger quarterback that has some potential. And I brought up Mac Jones. He said no. I brought up Kenny Pickett, and he said, yeah, he could probably work with, with extra stuff added. So then I went to the Kenny Pickett owner, and I said, hey, what's it going to take to get Kenny Pickett? He's like, well, I don't want to not have a quarterback. And I was like, well, let me see if I get you Mac Jones and something extra. Would you do it? He's like, yeah, probably like a second. And I'm like, all right. So I went to the Mac Jones owner and he was the one I had to finagle with a lot. He actually is a co-host on the uh, TVQ sports show. He Well, he hosts it, him and George mostly. And I'm, I'm just there. <laughs> and uh, he was the guy, David, that I was negotiating with. He was a tough negotiator. But I think he realized that I needed him more than he needed me. So... He wanted Mike Evans, Wandale Robinson and the the pick. And I was like, man, this seems like a lot, but I'll see if I can make it work. So thought about it for a while. And I was like, if I get Josh Allen, that's gonna be a big upgrade from Deshaun. So let's just try and push this through. So I put all the pieces together and I was talking to everybody separately. And then we had the group chat together and he countered a couple times I stayed in contact with the other guys. We got it all pushed through. And it took probably a little over a week to get that trade done. But you got to be persistent with it.
0: But yeah, I mean, but how cool is that? Just like you, that was something, a camaraderie thing that, you know, even though it was around just a trade in a sport, that's a game about a game. It's something that you guys can just communicate about. And you you gave me that professional transition. We got to do this right now. We got to do the DeLorean, which, of course, I got to show every guest. So you get to ride the DeLorean. Um, let's take me back. We're going to get to TBQ sports. That was like part of the goal, how I found you and everything. Go back to maybe the first time when you're sitting there going, hmm, I want to do some kind of contribution to the fantasy football landscape and then bring it all the way to TBQ and on fantasy football origin stories.
1: All right. Well, it started out because I was, I just started getting on Twitter and I was seeing everybody posts and stuff. And then I started my Dynasty League because I I saw everybody talking about Dynasty Leagues and I asked all my buddies. We got in a Dynasty League together and I tweet little things here and there. And then Three Bros Sports used to be a site. They messaged me and they're like, hey, we like your takes on Twitter. Would you like to write for us? And I was like, that sounds pretty fun. So I wind up going to write for them and then I wrote for them for a while. Then we turned into podcasting network and they, uh, they had me actually be the head of like the football portion of the site. So I was editing and I had like four guys under me. Really? I wouldn't say under me. We all just kind of worked together and we had pretty good content over there. And then Overtime Heroics found me because our site was breaking up and I went and wrote for Overtime Heroics, which they have a pretty good site. They have a lot of things on there. And, uh, Got a lot of traffic through there, got a lot of views on my article. So that was a lot of fun. And it was a paid – I say paid. You know how paid is in the <laughs> fantasy football content creation game. It was like a few dollars here and there. You get some money. And then uh, they actually asked me to be one of the co-hosts on their podcast because they wanted to start a fantasy football podcast slash NFL podcast. So I started doing that. We did it for a while. Then we realized – None of us were really even writing for overtime anymore. So then we branched off into our own thing. And that's how we became show. We brought, uh, it's me, George Ruggiero, David Gillespie, and Nick Wilcox, which Nick Wilcox came on later. He's a really cool guy. And uh, him and George are both Jets fans. So they were really excited when Aaron Rodgers got, got brought onto the team.
0: Yeah, they can have Aaron Rodgers over in that division. I don't even care anymore. We've, we've, oh, I bet them. you're
1: happy about that, man. As a Lions fan? Yeah, and except for... y'all are the, on the uptick, too. Last year,
0: though, we, we swept him. We picked him off. I think it was five times, whatever that was. So, Crybaby Rodgers can go over to New York, do whatever he wants in the Big <laughs> Apple. Um, you So, TBQ, or, like, so current, like, what if listeners never heard of you? They want to get an idea of, a, why would I go and listen to you? Like, what different takes or what do you present to the listener or follower on YouTube? Uh, well,
1: it's just kind of like a real laid back kind of podcast. We always go way too long. So if you want something to listen to that's very long, you can listen to us and, uh, just a lot of just, we have a lot of fun it's you could tell that we're friends on there. Nobody has any animosity towards each other. We all like to joke around and, uh, we sometimes will go covering other things. Sometimes we'll branch off into college football or hockey and all kinds. That's why we branded as TBQ sports because we we plan to eventually go into different avenues. Like me and Nick are thinking about branching off into solely fantasy football based podcasts because right now it's the TBQ sports NFL podcast. And, uh, we mostly just talk NFL, but we take fantasy football questions on the show as well because a lot of us have a lot of background in fantasy football and, uh, trying to think anything else that's, that's oh we have a, a lot of jokes that go on we, David actually had to dance one time because he lost a bed <laughs> it's pretty terrible I had to find that and send it to you it's it pretty bad dancing it was pretty great but uh, we have a good time over there I think that people would enjoy it and uh, just a lot of differing takes sometimes from each other because yeah. David comes from like a pure NFL background whereas the other three of us we have a lot of fantasy background as well.
0: So the listening show, again, is like, um, best way to put it is you're, you're hanging around at that, you know, just chilling in the crib with a couple of buddies listening and you're, you're just you're enjoying talking about the game that y'all love. And then it's not like that hoity toity professional atmosphere where you
1: got to you know, red tape. Oh, and not such, at yeah. All. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all. You're not going to feel like we think we're better than you at all. Listening to our podcast. And then we always love when people hop in the, uh, the youtube comments we always we always try to reply to them live on air so it we we're live every time we we record the podcast so it makes it easier to like kind of mingle with your followers talk to them let them know that you care and uh answer their questions if they have any or if they just look like if they want to challenge somebody's takes, you could be like hey I actually think that's kind of dumb. And then we'll try to explain why it's not dumb. And then you can tell us why it still is dumb. We're not going to be mad about it.
0: Yeah, which is cool in the industry to be able to do that with, with, with fans live. I mean, so if someone wants to, they're like, cool. Like, okay, what's your schedule? How do I find you? And where do I go?
1: Yeah, so we, we normally record on Wednesdays at uh, it's 730 seven or seven thirty it changes sometimes. It's Wednesdays at seven or seven thirty live on YouTube and I think it streams on Twitter as well. And uh you can also find me that my my handle down there. And I also answer questions with uh it's called Team Tyler, Tyler Carp. He does like a lot of threads, like start set threads and stuff. Me and a few other people uh help answer because it it gets loaded down with questions. So we'll hop on there if you ever have any Fantasy football questions—you can hop on there. Trade questions, start sit questions. When that comes around, just uh, any any fantasy football related questions you have, you could go there, and he's always open to answer them. If he can't get to him, one of us gets to him.
0: And for the listener of the show, because yours truly, the host of this, made this mistake. That's seven to seven thirty, uh, Central time zone so just make sure you pay attention if you're uh, us guys over here on the eastern time zone and everything but um if they really want to you know make sure that they get it i I think how that works is what they can click the bell so they get notified when you go live is that how that works okay
1: yeah and definitely make sure to subscribe we're we're there every every week i think we've taken one off week in the past long time i don't even know (laughs) i've taken like somebody might take an off week but the rest of us will be there
0: yeah it's just like the show goes on even if one of you is on vacation or something or whatever is going on in life um what about um in the future just maybe this is the delorean moment again we could say five to ten years in the future whether what you think the fantasy football landscape will be like the nfl or just again open-ended question give me a prediction five to ten years from now
1: man uh I think they're going to make it make scoring even more crazy. It seems like we're always coming up with something different. Like I have tiered PPR where, you know, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends all get different, different scoring. They have uh, fractional scoring for, or decimal scoring for kickers now in some leagues. I mean, it just seems like there's going to be probably even more intricacy. To everything fantasy football. Because it seems like they're always coming out with something new. Also, scoring just always seems like it's going to... They, they make the game so much easier for the offense nowadays. Scoring's going to be through the roof like it always is. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be the GOAT by then. <laughs> Ten years from now. Surpassing Brady. Yeah, that's, I would imagine so. That's probably something. Yeah, it seems like he he can he could probably pass him up the, at the rate he's going at.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those and tough challenges to ever say about GOAT. That's, it's, I mean, this isn't the history show that I talk about, but yeah, anytime I bring someone on, and especially because my other show, normally it was those guys would talk about Johnny Unitas as the GOAT because of they're always more in the history books or something like that. It's just, that's a near impossible task. But I'm sorry, I just cut you off. You said one more thing that you wanted to predict.
1: Oh, uh, I think that eventually they have to start valuing running backs again in the NFL. You would hope. Because they're gonna they're gonna realize that the top end guys are the top end guys and you can't just plug and play anybody, which you can plug and play people and get similar production, but there's gonna be a situation like maybe maybe the Vikings this year are gonna realize that Alexander Madison's not Dalvin Cook and it hinders their offense a bit, which I think they'll still be good because they have Justin Jefferson, they have T J. Hawkinson, and they brought in Jordan Addison who Was very good in college, but I think eventually they have to start valuing the running back again because I feel bad for those guys. And then some people are like, oh, how could they hold out? You know, they're making this much money. Those guys don't get to play a lot. Like, they, they don't have a lot of years in them, especially running backs. Like, 30, you're probably topped out. And they say the NFL stands for not for long. And it's super true in that position. So when a guy's trying to get his bag, I don't even. I don't even get upset with him. Even if he's
0: on a team that I like. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation obviously in general when it comes to the business, but like, I mean, you, you got your lunch taken from you and they get, they, that happens to them every day, all day long and everything. So I, I got to give it to them. Um, As we close out, let's give the listener. Now, if you're going to be a different perspective than some of the other questions, the listener of the show, that's like, man, I kind of want to try this whole YouTube live thing and uh, I'm just kind of nervous or whatever it is. Like what, recommendations would you give to them?
1: Oh, you could, I mean, you can just start doing something silly with your friends. You could, you could do a live podcast just off your phone if you don't feel like buying all the equipment. Get yourself some earbuds, prop your phone up, get on YouTube for a little bit. You answer some questions because all it takes is repetitions and then you get more comfortable with it. I still remember the first time I was brought on to a podcast and it was after I won that uh, the industry league. It, where I drafted Josh Allen, and I was absolutely nervous. I'm still nervous right now because this isn't my normal podcast. But you made it. You made it very inviting, and I've I've enjoyed my time. But I just I don't know. I just was so nervous. My heart was beating. But after I did a few of them, I started feeling more and more comfortable. And then when I got on the podcast with who are now my friends now, but I didn't know them at the time, uh you just get comfortable talking to them, answering questions, and Probably more comfortable in your takes, really, because you're going to be challenged a lot of the time, and you can't take stuff personal whenever somebody comes at you either.
0: There you go. Just don't take anything personal. Pretty good rules to live by in any arena in life, if you ask me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories, and if you're able to gain some armchair knowledge nuggets... Perhaps you'd like to jump on the wagon and join the party to start putting some of your analysis into the stratosphere. But make sure you stay away from that tickslub asteroid, just like Craig should have stayed away from that linebacker. Either way, to learn more, and to make sure you tell all of your friends because you know they gotta listen too and they're gonna love this show, their new favorite podcast, all you gotta do is send them over to FantasyFootballOriginStories.com and you'll see all of the other guests that we've had on the show. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more Fantasy Football Origin Stories. That's at FantasyFootballOriginStories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.